Just released in theaters, What Happens Later, directed by and starring Meg Ryan. And while there are certainly lists out there ranking the queens of rom-com, and, and hey, who knows, we might actually do one of those someday. This week on Good Take, Bad Take, we decided to di- dissect a list ranking all the rom-coms themselves. So, hello everybody. I'm Brandon Chapman, Chappie, joined by... Uh, not Nachi, Johnny Lupinacci. He's not here today. No, he's not faking sick this week. I just want to be very clear. <laughs> he has a kid who's sick, and that's always acceptable to tend to your family first. But we brought... Did you hear that little female laugh in there? It we, was me. We brought back... We we thought she did so well. The first time, we brought back Chantel. Welcome. I'm here. I'm very passionate about food, which I was here for last time. So I'm interested to see if I can be passionate about something other than food well and i was gonna have a discussion with johnny i mean here's the thing if we're talking rom-coms right the 90s rom-coms of course which as i went back and re-watched all of these mm-hmm. rom-coms the thing that stood out was holy smokes like the blatant homophobia <laughs> that exists in these rom-coms so we had to have a female voice right if we're talking 90s rom-coms it can't just be two dudes like oh, talking yeah. rom-coms right because then all those 90s people would have something to say about it. Oh, it yeah. And the knight in shining armor. The the hero, <sighs> the male is always like, so you need, you need my voice today. But it's not just the two of us. We have our producer engineer, Emmett Brisgornia, just in case he has something to add, which he usually does. <laughs> so gift of gab, another way to describe it is diarrhea of the mouth. There you oh, go. Yeah, yeah it, it's a curse. Or it's, it's what is it? Is a it blessing a, and a curse. It's a blessing and a curse, and it, it is a, a disease sometimes, and it, it gets, <laughs> it spreads. So it's a little bit dangerous. Okay, that's enough talking <laughs> about diseases that spread. So <laughs> today we, we chose a list from HelloGiggles.com. <laughs> great name. Great name for you giggle. doing something rom-coms. It was written in 2019 by a gal named Kelly Bamforth, so she's now our friend. It's called The Best Rom-Coms of the 90s for Your Next Big Night In. And obviously, like if you have to look at the fact across all time, there's always been like rom-coms or something that might fit our current definition of rom-com or whatever. But the 90s and the early 2000s was like the 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 time. That was the mm, the golden the age, golden age yeah. of rom-coms, right? During that time period. So that's why this list was chosen. We we sent Chantel like four or five different lists because there's so many out there that we could have chosen from, but like what kind of splits the difference in, you know, the, you know, the, the kind of movies that we would have already seen and so on. And, and she picked this list and I thought she did the right one actually. So you could argue that the nineties were the golden age of just movies in general. Disney definitely. Yeah. And it was all animated. Yeah. A lot of that are still classics to this day mm-hmm. this rush to 2000 where they thought the end of the world y2k like which you weren't even born i wasn't born but it, I, it's it's history you know just like thomas jefferson and abe lincoln you got to learn your history mm-hmm. man i remember my first year of college talking about this impending doom that is y2k before you you were just an afterthought at this point there you go man alive <laughs> so the um We've got the list, but here's here's the thing. This has spawned a lot of more discussion throughout the whole course of this week than I ever thought it would. BG, you and I have have discussed this at length. Oh, we have opinions. This week, <laughs> I think what we have to do first, this is the most in, important thing, is we have to reconcile our own thoughts on a very important like definition. Okay. Uh, before we can even determine, no matter what their methodology is, that they're ranking these rom-coms, of what a rom-com is. Like, how do we define a rom-com? To us, what does that mean? Because if we come at it with a totally different lens, each one of us, then we're like, oh, this makes sense. This is an absolute rom-com. No, it's not. Right? What is a rom-com? I was fighting with my wife all week about this. (laughs) I feel like rom-com is used to describe what I would call a chick flick. We even discussed that. I feel like chick flick is something different from a rom-com. All rom-coms are chick flicks. Not all chick flicks are rom-coms. Yes, exactly. (laughs) And by the way, I'm not even sure that that's a term we can use anymore. I don't know. I know that's what we called it in the 90s. We didn't call them rom-coms in the 90s. We called them chick flicks. Yeah. So I think that's why fast forward... 
you look back and you remember all these chick flicks that you used to watch and you mm -hmm. assume that they're all rom-coms because yeah. that's the new term. No, they're not. Yeah. I'm the pounding com, the desk. The com in the rom-com needs to be represented in the movie. There's got to be comedy. It can't just be a love story about a man and a woman finding each other and falling in love. You've got to be laughing, too. And you can't have a comedy that just so happens that there there might be a romantic thing thrown at the end, and now because there's this little romance that now that's a romantic comedy. Mm -hmm. So I found this on uh, Entertainment Weekly. Dana Schwartz was the name, and I thought this sort of uh, really summed up how I feel about this. She said, let's establish that a romantic comedy or rom-com is more than the sum of its parts. To be a rom-com, a movie cannot just be a romance and also a comedy. Okay? It's a discrete, okay. unique category for film, and I realize that there is so, so much nuance, and that's probably where we, where we really fall into this, uh, this uh, relationship disrepair. Right? We're going to start fighting because... Whereas I may see it one way, you know, you may see it another. I think everybody might agree on that that principle that it, it can't just just because it's romantic and it's comedy. But I, I also feel like in our discussions, we probably both fell into the trap of of thinking, well, but it's this and this, right? Yeah, so, it got a little bit confusing. So what was interesting in this um, article that Miss Schwartz writes, she brings up the Princess Bride as a as kind of mm. the case study for determining a... Which has comedy and has romance. Right. So is it a rom-com? Right. No, So she not. says, she says it's a comedy. <laughs> it's one of the funniest, mo most quotable movies of all time, and it's a romance. But as we established, being both a romance and comedy does not automatically make the film a rom-com. In The Princess Bride, none of the comedy arises because of tension in Wesley and Buttercup's relationship. We're told from the beginning that their love is perfect, epic, and pure. It's an established fact that they're meant to be together and their journey is to physically get back to one another. In a romantic comedy, that journal has to be internal. Two people have to overcome mental or societal obstacles in order to be together, obstacles that challenge their relationship. The Princess Bride is structured more like a quest, like the Odyssey. One must overcome wacky characters and challenges in order to make it back to the person that they love. It's a romance and a comedy and also a fantasy and an adventure film. And I would argue that a fantasy adventure is the dominant flavor of the movie over romance. So she brings up tone and composition. She brought up movies like Miss Congeniality, where she said that the relationship, right, there is a romance in there. Benjamin Bratt, of course, his character is part of that. And I watched that movie, too, in the last week. It's a good one. That one was, by the way, the sexism in that one. I didn't even remember that from the early 2000s, but it was very rampant. Um, but I'm going through that, and and yeah, you could have totally taken out Benjamin Bratt's character; wouldn't have made any difference to the storyline. The comedy in it is oh, not top because notch, of their the because of the romance. The comedy is not intertwined with the romance. Right. It's just she's funny. She's learning to be a beauty pageant. Yes, yeah, something that she lady. hated. And Michael Caine, his character is fantastic. Yes. With he's the very snobbish, you know, trainer of yeah. of pageant uh, contestants. Mm. Have you, you seen, seen it? No. <laughs> <laughs> BG oh, for okay. shame. Well, disclaimer: it is not on the list because it is not from the '90s. It is from the early 2000s, and our list focuses on the it, '90s. It so does. we will have to keep that in mind. But it is a great. And there were some some really good early 2000s yeah. rom-coms as well. The period wasn't ended yet, but. Yeah. But yes, you've got to watch it. It's not a rom-com, but it is funny. And I guess watch it through the lens of, of the 90s. Mm -hmm. Pretend that you were a <laughs> lad of the 90s. Sandra Bullock, you know who that is. Yes. And you like her. Yeah. She's great. Yeah. She's the star. So can the blind side. Oh, did I? <laughs> we're not doing sports movies today. That's for a different time. And remember the Titans and, That's true. and Rudy. That is a... And we Rudy. can talk about all those. Rudy. We will. And we will, actually. <laughs> this is all I want with a rom-com. I just want Netflix not to, when they, ha when they classify a rom-com, it's not like a, a thriller or mm -hmm. it has no romantic comedy at all. Like any, any romance, any comedy, like, like, I think I think it was like HBO Max. Like I go on the rom com section and I see like The Last of Us and uh, The Walking Dead. I'm mm. I just like 
I, I, I understand that it's very poignant in where, like, very specific on, like, e- tiramisu in America is not the tiramisu in Italy, you mm-hmm. know, and th- distinguishing w- one from the other. But at the end of the day, you know, if you just, if you just want a good movie yeah that that that's all we care about now in this day and age when you're going through the section like oh it could be in the same neck of the woods yeah. like this if is- i didn't know anything about anything and i was like hey i want a rom-com and it recommended walking dead and i picked that i'd be like this is this is not what i signed up for <laughs> or you're like oh this is great and there's no other like it's a complete shift it's, it has nothing to do with the encapsulation of it and yeah that's why i think there are bigger bigger uh types of movies you action adventure drama you mm. know things like that we start getting more like narrow focused i think yeah. because we're trying to help people reach the the very specific kind of thing that they like but then go back to the fact that then that means actually chick flicks is more of like as over encompassing yeah. broad type yeah. of term well and then sometimes i want I don't want the same story over and over and over again as we, we get, get more... Hallmark for that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Which, by the way, we are going to rank some Hallmark. Oh, <laughs> that would be... I mean, how, where do you even start? There's, is there thousands by now? Like, there oh, yeah. are so many. Where do you even start? Copy-paste. <laughs> yeah. So so this was interesting in the... Because the, tone and composition are the two that are mentioned here. Tone, it says... Um, and that was Miss Congeniality was mm-hmm. one... The same is true for Warner in 2001's Legally Blonde. Elle's primary conflict is her future Mm. career. You could argue that Warner is the main love interest and Elle's conflict is trying to win him back, but I would argue that the plot line is dismissed by the end of the movie's first act. As soon as Elle gets her internship, she stops caring about Warner and he never becomes a source of conflict, comedic, or otherwise again. Thus, it's not a rom-com. So it's really Mm -hmm. interesting how I think she looks at this. Another Um, great movie, by the way. Legally Blonde? Yes, Funny too. Great. Funny. So, anyway, as I go through these, then I jump down to um, this last point. So, the jumping off the fodder for for doing this list was the Meg Ryan who came out with this new movie. Yep. And according to her, in an NPR interview, she and it's called What Happens Later. She says this is really a love story with romantic comedy elements. You know. It has banter. It has some of those things. But then it takes a turn, I think, you might not necessarily expect. But she says she doesn't feel it's a rom-com. Wow. So now I don't know if that's because... Marketing. Right. It's yeah. a marketing thing or we're, we're getting away from that. We're trying to broaden the audience, whatever it may be. Uh, but I think she goes back to that overall principle that just because it has both of these elements doesn't mean it's... It is that. Mm. And it's so strange because in reality, anything that has both of those should be that, right? Yeah. But it's not, right? It's it's a whole separate subgenre that I think is so interesting. Yeah. I, I just, I want to pull out my pinky as I'm sipping on the tea. You know, it's just like, I, I have to be You prop- do that though. I see you. <laughs> I, I'm just, I'm just saying it, get, it gets so proper and I, I don't feel like, like I think a director and a producer and especially writers should have their own artistic freedom in it, especially with like, you know, because if you don't have that, if you have set parameters, then it's just a chat GBT, you know, mm-hmm. script right. And yeah. there's no human aspect in it anymore. And I think as we move forward, that, that needs to, to shift. But yeah, this is we're going to rank them. Are we going from one no. to 19 or 19 Whoa, to that one? Was really loud. No. Mm-hmm. In fact, because you you talk about just doing things the same way, you know, blah, blah, blah. So so we decided that that being Nachi and I, and he's not even here, that we're going to shift on this one. Instead of just choosing number 10 and and talking about it and going down, we're going to go down the list real quick. We're going to read off the list, and then we'll discuss. We'll discuss what's wrong. Like, why is this a good take? Why is it a bad take? It's going to be a no-holds-bar cage match style argument. Uh, but but as I go down that list, feel free to jump in and make points about those, and then okay. we can overall discuss where we think that that is, um, you know, good or bad. So okay. this is again the best rom coms of the '90s for your next big night in on Hello. G- Hello giggle. <laughs> it's gonna make me giggle. Hello giggles.com. All right, number one, Pretty Woman. 
says it's a modern Cinderella story starring 90s romantic comedy queen Julia Roberts and swoonworthy Richard Gere, who was uh, later in another movie with Julia Roberts. Sure, the message may feel outdated by 2019 standards. It's the rescued knight in shining armor, but the charm of the movie is undeniable. Two, unless anybody wants to add something right now. Okay, 10 Things I Hate About You. There's another retailing. It's a Shakespeare set in a 90s Seattle high school. And yes, there were some really good actors in that. Heath Ledger was in that. Uh, Julia Stiles was in that. Joseph Gordon-Levitt, who I really like. And I actually did not see that back in the 90s. I saw it about two years ago wow. during COVID. I don't wow. know why I decided to choose oh, that one. How a generation. Like this clothing in that movie. This, oh, yeah. Yeah, well, as you yeah. can tell from my clothing, it's not shaped by much. Mm, so that's true. <laughs> the size, yeah, the size. Is, <laughs> and, and this and this podcast is brought to you by the weight loss program. <laughs> Number four, I'm not only a uh, I'm not only shilling for them, I'm also a client. Uh, number three, you've got mail. Mm. We'll, I'll, we'll come back to that. Four, mm. clueless. We'll definitely come back to this one. Five, my best friend's wedding. So that's another, another, Julia, Roberts. another Julia Roberts one. Okay, mm. number five. Uh, did I say five on that one? I've got two five. There I, is two fives. What? Yeah, she thought she'd slip that under the radar, but was that hers or did I somehow? No, nope. nope. it's it's that's how it's, it's two fives. Added on. Okay, so all right, so our our five our, A and five B. Mm, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so five B, sleepless in Seattle. You know, I never even caught that until I was <laughs> sleepless in Seattle. Meg Ryan, Tom Hanks, classic. Six, as good as it gets. I got a lot to say about that one. Seven, the wedding singer. Eight, mm. chasing Amy. Nine, Jerry Maguire, which I just <laughs> readed yesterday. By the way, did Ten, you cry? You know, it made me, I will tell you, it made me a little more emotional at the end than I had uh, ever remembered it. You had me at hello. <laughs> <laughs> you complete me. But now I'll, all I can think of is uh, is Austin Powers. Oh, <laughs> yes. Mini-me. Mini-me. You complete me. <laughs> oh, great. Is that a wrong call? Freaking off the, the rails. <laughs> Uh, I didn't think it was when I when I watched it way back in the day. I, I kind of do now. Yeah. Like, I feel like it's changed quite a bit. Uh, in, in fact, earlier this week, I'm like, there's no way this is a rom-com. You know? And then I watched it, I'm like, me. <laughs> 10, Runaway Bride. 11, Never Been Kissed. 12, She's All That. 13, Reality Bites, which, by the way, I have as a whole separate type of, of, of subgenre. 14, There's Something About Mary, which I snuck into the theater to watch when I was, yep. Oh, underage? Were you underage? Uh, no. It's, no. It's rated R. Yeah, I wasn't underage. Oh, okay. Um, He's been around this earth a while. Yeah, yeah. my my buddy, uh, his girlfriend was the manager of the movie oh, theater. Oh, you snuck in like you didn't pay. We did it. We did it. No, okay. but we did it way late at night. Like, we just went down there, and uh, she opened it up in the back, and then we, we yeah. Okay. 15, Can't Hardly Wait. 16, How Stella Got Her Groove Back. 17, Drive Me Crazy. 18, While You Were Sleeping in 19, Notting Hill. And I had to go all the way down this list because I've got some fundamental issues where the last two are when we're talking rom-com. Mm. Although, one of them I could see is... More of a sweet, very sweet romance. Notting Hill is great. It's a very sweet it's, romance. And I, Spike. The only reason why and I don't it's a like different it kind 19. of comedy. You I know? don't like it at 19 because I worry that's going to put people off from watching it, and everybody needs to watch it. Yes. Okay. So we've gone through the list. You can see where her rankings are, and I would love to, to now talk from our previous discussion about what is... A rom-com. So I, what is good and what is wrong with this? I have a question. Okay. I know I, I actually don't like your hair. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Appreciate it. Any other no, questions? His Namaste. hair would fit right in in 10 Things I Hate About mm. You. He kind of looks like Heath Ledger. Yeah. <laughs> the long hair. The long hair. <laughs> At Stadium High. Oh. <laughs> 
Which who's uh, the mascot? Who's who would the mascot be of that high school? Oh, I don't know. That's a great one. I want to learn today though. BG's one of these guys who knows all the mascots for all the high schools oh, around really? the state of Washington. You know, you you go to little two B school and he's Okay, I do have a question as somebody who grew up in the west side of Washington and who has seen ten things. Wait, where where did you grow up again? Southern California and then oh. Utah. Um is when you watch 10 Things I Hate About oh, You. Oh, you're asking me. Yes, I'm oh. asking you. I have a question <laughs> I thought, for you. I was you. like, wait, you're from the west side of no, Washington? I have a question for you as okay. somebody who has grown yes. up over there. Yes, very classy Centralia, if anybody knows where that is. It, did you find parts of your experience in that movie when you watched it? Tigers. Um, maybe. I mean, here's the thing. You identify based on the weather mm-hmm. and other things. Like, there's the scene where she's outside on their back little back deck or whatever and at the home. Things like that. Sleepless in Seattle, right? Mm-hmm. By the way, it's always raining. Yeah. You know, every, every yeah. single time that they, they show Seattle. Like, those are the kind of things that make it feel just uh, a little bit more welcoming to you mm-hmm. as an audience member because now you identify is all. Yeah. Did it help, like, any different change the way I I acted or dressed or anything because they were close to me? Mm-hmm. Not really. I mean, I, I don't think... Same I, with the Goonies. This, like, this, yeah, the Goonies. Yeah. And my dad was in the Coast Guard, right? So that was... It, it's one of those like chicken or egg discussions, though. Mm. I mean, at, at one point, did that help actually foster like style and culture? And at what point was it maybe just a representation of what already existed? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm growing up in Southern California. There's a lot of represent. There's a lot of movies. Set always, there. yes. Um, and I always find it fun to watch those movies with somebody who didn't have my same experience and and be able to say, yes, it really was like that. Mm-hmm. Our, you know, our, we really were outside that much. We really were having school functions on the beach. Like yeah. it really was like that. I get, I get what um, you're saying now. Yes, it was uh, very similar to how things were. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. So Stadium High, just like your alma mater. Yeah. Is the Tigers. Yeah. The Excellent. more you know. Yeah. No, I, this is my question. I married an axe murderer. Mm. So I married an axe murderer. Oh. Yeah. I, in 1993, mm-hmm. it has all the things of he has trials and tribulations with this girl on, you know, is she, you know, the real thing and, you know, the, the crazy axe and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Is it a rom-com? Because I think it is, and it deserves to be on this list. I think it is, and it was on some lists. Okay. So it's not on this list, and I think it probably deserves to be more than some of these. Yeah. Um, I love Clueless, but... Five? Or four? Four. It, it's funny. I just I just Googled, <laughs> I Googled uh, So I Married an Axe Murder rom-com, and one of the questions it says, the c- critical consensus says it's a unique rom-com, and then it cam- comes back as comedy slash romance when you just look up the movie. Yeah. yeah. So let's... let's I, you, it deser- you may be I think it, something. I think it deserves to be in here. And then Clueless is one that I just watched two days ago. And Was it two days ago? Yeah. yeah. I watched two days ago. I don't think it's a rom-com. I don't think it's a rom-com at all. Yeah. Yes, yeah, she has this little last 10 minutes, all of a sudden there's this... Where she falls in love with her... Stepbrother. Stepbrother. And then there's also the romance of her friend trying to, you know, I just, the, I don't know, the main story Sweet is Sweet home Alabama, man. <laughs> it's something you get from the corn hub. Ooh. Yeah, to me, I mean. I don't think it's a rom-com. I think it's a coming of age story. That's what I think. There are those, there are so many of those that I think are uh, defining, like uh, it's that teenage, mm-hmm. you know, I think she's all experience. that drive me crazy and um and 10 things they hate about you had that transformation makeover mm-hmm. scene makeover aspect of where the girl starts a certain way and right. then she either the guy helps her change or she changes or whatever and i think that that happens in clueless yeah. but and maybe that's why it's confused as being on this list but i don't think it's about that, human progress yeah. right uh, a good example is i looked up um, like coming of age type mm-hmm. movies, and the things that came back were things like Breakfast Club, mm. um, yeah. Reality Bites. If you're going to the, to yeah. the 90s, yeah, and and I feel like this is a funny version of that 
like those kind of movies. Yeah. Sixteen Candles. Sixteen Candles is a yeah. perfect example where where I really feel like Clueless is more of just a funny '90s version yeah, of that. Totally. Right, because totally you can look agree. at Sixteen Candles and is that not a rom com, right? Right. Because there's, there's there's romance, little romance, and it's comedy, funny. and and but there's no way yeah. you could say that it's a rom com. It's really not, you know, at least by my definition. So I think Clueless is is uh, just a terrible add to this list. Yeah. So I well, think it's a I think it's a fun movie to watch and it's fun to see. It's the, really funny. It's really funny and it's yeah. fun to see the '90s and the fashion and. It really was that way. But. I, I did notice her her friend had a nose ring, which mm-hmm. that style nose ring was a little before its time, by the way. Yeah. And now it's pretty commonplace. But yeah. she I see it when she's running out to the Jeep and then she gets in and she's having a small little discussion. It's not in her nose. And then in the next scene, she's still in the Jeep and it Ooh. is in her nose, a little continuity issue. Ooh. So then I hit the interwebs and I was right. You know, I didn't just see it wrong. Mm. So they had somehow added that in oh. later or or something. Yeah, just they totally. They had to do some reshoots, and she. Yeah, either did or didn't have yeah. it. I don't know which one came first, but <laughs> saw a little product placement on the beach scene when uh, the, the the love interest for Nose Ring Girl, the skater boy, oh, she, yeah. say see you later, boy. Uh, they had Starbucks coffee yes. cups on the beach, mm-hmm. and I was uh-huh. like. The '90s had Starbucks, yeah. and it was like a yeah. popular as popular. What it was. Yeah, yeah, Starbucks was a big deal. Uh, so that that blew my mind. It really came in early '90s. Yeah, you know, Starbucks just kind of blew up. So because uh, like it, it felt like wow, like I could be watching a skating competition on the beach, and they would have Starbucks at a coffee cart just like that, just mm-hmm. commonplace mm-hmm. like that. So it, it felt kind of timeless well, in that yeah. little. Look moment. at you've got mail. Oh yeah. And part of you got you remember they they go into the Starbucks all the time there on the corner. Yeah, and uh, of course that was meant to be. It was written in such a way to show, like that Meg Ryan's character, right? She's idealistic about this little store, yet she actually does support these behemoths, right? Yeah. Like mm. it. Sometimes we are not as individuals. We're not as consistent as as we profess to be. Yeah, which I thought was interesting. Her the Fox Books is taking F O X taking all their <laughs> customers away, but yet she's supporting Starbucks. Starbucks. Yep. And and we see that all the time. Yeah. Even here in this little small town, right, we'll see we saw a Starbucks go in right next mm-hmm. to a coffee shop. And so it's very interesting, uh, right, that that's been going on for a long time. But so I just that made me think of that because you mentioned Starbucks and that, of course, that movie was back in the 90s yeah. as well. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, that was kind of the the Starbucks really started to grow big at that time. And so they were. I don't know if there was any intention to show that they were kind of the representative of like that big corporate whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, Fox Books was supposed to be like Barnes and Noble. Yes, yeah, for sure. Right, but then they blatantly showed Starbucks. Yeah. But I thought it was a, an interesting way to write in this this dissonance that exists right between, yeah. you know, what she says she wants to be and and how she might be like any of us, right? Mm. So, like, I go to Walmart. Right. Yeah. I mean, I I want to shop local, but I go to Walmart. Yeah. So. Because yeah, you can have stains on your pants, and no one will ever judge you as you're walking yeah. by. Especially you know, depending on the Walmart you go to. So. Yeah. Sometimes and where the location. My kids get in the car without their shoes on, and so we just go to Walmart, and I just put them in the cart. That and like I'll just push you around, no shoes, no judgment. Excellent. It's Walmart. <laughs> so let me ask number one on this list, though, Pretty Woman. I mean, what what's your feeling on a rom-com? I, I feel like, to me, I never thought... There are some funny parts, by the way, but I never really think it's a comedy. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's more of, I don't know, a little twisted romance is what it I is. I think it's a great movie. I don't think I'm laughing very hard during it. No. Mm-mm. Also, uh, there is a gentleman, uh, BG and I were discussing this, there was a gentleman that was in Pretty Woman... Who also happened to be in Runaway Bride? Yes, Richard Gere. Well, no, but yeah, Richard Gere. Yeah. But also, there was a, a background character. Yes, there's like a background a, character. I got to remember his name, Hector Alizondo. I think he plays Mr. Alzate on uh, on um, Last Man Standing. Yep, Hector Alizondo. I'm noticing. Oh, oh Elizondo. Yeah, Elizondo. Hector. Yeah, he he plays, plays Barney. Or, he plays a Barney. Yeah. 
Yeah. In Pretty Woman. Yep, plays Barney in Little in uh, Pretty Woman. I almost said Little Woman. <laughs> <laughs> he plays he plays Barney in Pretty Woman. He's also, by the way, he's oh, also in um he's in Princess, Princess Diaries. Diaries. Yes. And he's also in Runaway Bride. So he has a like he plays a role really well. He's Fisher in He plays that guy. He plays like that guy that. and he does a good yes, job playing that job. that guy. So yeah. that's another one where you 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 get directors though. And whether it's Nora Ephron or any of these that are doing specific movies, and they're tried and true, you know mm-hmm. who they are and what yeah. what they can do. And so sometimes I think you, yes, you go out and you find a character that will fit for that script. And sometimes I think you modify a little bit, or you have your writer, you know, sometimes write to the character that you already know yeah. that they can play. You know, mm-hmm. when you're when you're making that screenplay. Something interesting as I'm looking at this list is there is makeover scenes in nearly half of these have mm. a pretty woman has a makeover scene 10 things i hate about you is all about the makeover scene big mistake big mistake yeah <laughs> clueless has a makeover scene so Did then i wonder what that? changes we talk about the coming of age what changes things for like uh 10 things i hate about you because i want to make sure that we don't go down the rabbit hole that just because they're in high school now that means that it's a coming of age yeah, right because i feel true. like 10 things i hate about you was definitely a rom-com hmm. even though it deals with those elements of yeah. of high school yeah it, it, and that's in it it's a it's, central component i think is part of the thing you know the romance is a central tenant and then you have to have comedy sp- Biced out, but I think it's easy to add like a little bit of comedy, yeah, rather than it's a funny movie that just happens to have a little romance at the yeah. end, which is what yeah. Clueless was. Yeah. And that's kind of what I feel Pretty Woman is a romance with a little yes. bit of comedy spice. I feel in. so too, yeah. And so I asked my wife Sarah, you know, and I think she feels that same way. Her favorite is You've Got Mail, mm-hmm. right? And You've Got Mail to me is, I mean, that's up near the top, yeah. Um, and so. Sleepless in Seattle came first. And they did yes. Tom Hanks, Meg Ryan did such a good job that they did You Got Mail and and I think one up themselves. I think Meg Where Ryan. Where is that on this list? Sleepless in Seattle. Sleepless, uh, number five A, five B, five B. I Meg Ryan and Julia Roberts are like the the queens of this era, yes. and I think uh, that they were pretty busy making movies. In the pretty 90s. busy. They were. I think. I think if you went to to a man in the '90s and and it was one of those two was his favorite favorite actress to watch. The they had captured the hearts of of the generation. Uh, Sandra Bullock was more of the girl next door. Yes. Yes. You know. And then she really took off. I think more in uh, just a little bit later. She was a mm-hmm. little bit later than these two. She was. 90s into the early 20s. Yep. Yeah, she or went. 2000s. I mean. Yeah, she went from while you were sleeping to Miss Congeniality yeah. and kind of fit that role really well. So, so um, you know, I I don't know whether if if I'm watching Sleepless in Seattle versus You've Got Mail. Like, I feel like You've Got Mail is more of a more of a rom com. Mm-hmm. I feel yeah. like just the I like the. I just like the tone of it. I like the lightness. The yeah. I feel so poetic about the way they talk about the fall in New York City. You know, when I watch it, I, I really enjoy it. Uh, either one, I, I really wouldn't care. Like I wouldn't say it's a bad take if somebody ranked one over the other, right? And I'm really okay if somebody, like they, their opinion is I'm going to rank as a rom com ten things I hate about you over you've got mail. Like I don't agree with that, but I'm not going to say it's a terrible yeah. take. My best friend's wedding is one that is, I I literally saw it for the first time this last week. Oh really? Yeah. Now Sarah says she hates it. She doesn't think it's a very good movie at all. Oh, she doesn't really? like it. You know. By the way, I did. Yeah. The way <laughs> she's got the friend, right? The gay friend mm-hmm. who who she pretends or asks him to pretend like they're together, and then he says like he goes all in, you know, and comes up with this really outlandish story. <laughs> yeah. And then everything, everybody's like, I always thought you were, you know, but he's like afraid to say, I thought instead of saying just, I thought you were gay, he, he, he can't even say the word. Cause this is the nineties, you know, yeah. I thought you were what, like, weren't you? And he's like, you thought I was gay, you know? <laughs> but then, then of course, then he goes way into this like total stereotypical, like the way you'd make fun of somebody. 
And I was like, oh my gosh, like the cringy nature of stuff from the 90s. You're like, oh, sweet mercy, help me. <laughs> you know, like that's, whoo. Anyway, um, but but like all of that stuff aside, like that cringiness aside, I was like, I I think it's like, I think they were trying to do something deeper where she doesn't, she doesn't get the the guy right she has to let him go you know that kind of thing like that's what she had to do i thought cameron diaz's character in this was just so annoying oh, yeah. <laughs> like it was like 10 things i no not 10 things i hate about you uh how to lose a, a guy in 10 days yes. or whatever yeah. i was yes. like holy smokes it reminded me of that annoying like oh holy smokes but um i don't know like i i kind of enjoyed it i definitely didn't dislike it as much as sarah did mm-hmm. Is it a rom-com? I feel like it is, uh, but it de- it def- definitely deals with a more serious topic of letting somebody go yeah. instead of always coming around like a lot of rom-coms do and you get the guy or get the girl or whatever. So you have a look on your face. I can see it. Like Chantel, what, you, what is your one, two, three? What, like uh, this list. Uh, that's hard. Following the, the... Wait, don't jump down yet. Because I wanted to, I wanted to. Oh yeah, because we're all way, all the way at the top right now yeah. at this point. I, I don't know. I think Clueless shouldn't be on here. I think My Best oh. Friend's Wedding isn't deserving of five A. Um, <laughs> Sleepless in Seattle, by the way, is a Christmas movie by some people's definition. <laughs> what? If Die Hard's a Christmas movie, oh, Sleepless no. in Seattle okay. is a Christmas movie. Okay, oh, okay, okay. No. The whole Here's the thing. I am a, a I am a man conflicted because it's a Christmas. I am a man conflicted because do I really think Die Hard is a Christmas movie or do I want it to be a Christmas movie? Therefore, it is so, right? It's de facto Christmas Yes. because I want to be part of that crowd. We yeah. want to be part of the crowd because I would never say Sleepless in Seattle is a Christmas movie. But then I yeah. am I am not being – I'm being a hypocrite. Yep, I'm being not true to – The definition. Right. That's what I'm saying. So I myself, my whole being to, is a bad take. Yeah, you're going to have to – Reconcile that. Oh gosh! On this side of the table, all like even coming to this list, like I, like I said, I just want on Netflix it to be listed as you know what rom com, and it's kind of in the same neighborhood. And that's why it needs to be just chick flicks. Uh, but we can't say that. Uh, I realize that. Yeah. Uh, so like we can say that stuff in the nineties. We're getting so much. Should we call it like lighthearted romance? Oh gosh, no! Because what's a better definition? <laughs> Because it's not comedy. Like, you're not laughing your head off. Which one did I laugh my head off? Let me think here. Okay, so one that I think is really funny that's not on this list because it's not in the 90s is Fifty First Dates. Fifty First Dates is romance. Key to the story is romance. And the comedy... That is definitely a rom-com, though. Right. So that, I feel like, is my... My definition of a rom-com. Right, where it's miscongeniality, I laughed my head off several times. Like, there were yeah. several, <laughs> several moments, right? But uh, it wasn't as much about the romance as it almost, was. Almost, yeah. So 50 First States is the romance is integral to the story, and the comedy is in every scene. You're yeah. laughing. So I didn't, like, um, I didn't like some of the ones, like, early on in here, and um, but... But again, as long as I feel like it fits my definition of rom-com, I'm okay. Like, I'm okay with the way they stack it. I'm not going to be so judgmental. But I, I do have a problem that they have Notting Hill and, and While You Were Sleeping way yeah. down at the bottom. Now, I rewatched Notting Hill two days ago, rewatched While You Were Sleeping yesterday. And there's no way that those can't be in the top five. Yeah. Now, if you want to really argue that Notting Hill, because it's not American laugh-out-loud humor, it's a very mm. sly British humor... Then, no. like, but it is rom com, like, it is, it yeah. really is. It fits the same to me as Sleepless in Seattle, yeah. or you know, you've got and mail. it's funnier, it's funnier than those. Oh, 110% yeah. Spike, yeah. Oh. The so, scene with yeah. Spike's t shirt, by the way, that is that was so well done. Well, even <laughs> Spike's relationship is yeah. a rom com, yeah. yes, like, I, oh, yeah, and I laugh out loud at several parts when the when they. <laughs> When the one guy has the realization that he's been talking to Anna Scott, right, Julie Roberts' character, uh, about what she does, and she she mentions she's an actress, and 
and he treats her like she's doing some little local theater or whatever. Yeah. And and then oh, and then when the family business. says that it's Anna Scott, Scott and she's in the bathroom by then, and he's like, "What?" And he freaks yeah. out because he realizes he's made a fool of himself, a yeah. complete fool of himself. Like, <laughs> but she says, "Oh, I made seventeen million, and he still didn't get the clue. He's like, "So that's uh, that's that's pretty good." Yeah, <laughs> he still didn't figure out that it was Anna Scott. Yeah, yeah. I think not, it was a yeah. very sweet. Bless his know, heart. Love, yeah. love story, though. I really liked that. And so for me, I mean, that's got to be. Yeah. That it's, would. It's funnier than a, a lot of the, the ones who are. Well, Notting Hill is going to be top three, yeah. not just top sure. five. The other thing is, and I think I mentioned, I think I've mentioned to both of you that um, when you say nothing at all, the song from mm. that movie, especially that version, because there are other versions, yeah. but that one was my wife and I. That was our the song we danced to at our wedding. That's Aww. so sweet. So that's our that's our movie. That's so sweet. Yeah, I know. Well, we got married in two thousand one, and this movie came out in um, nineteen ninety nine, mm. and so yeah, it was still kind of recent in the same. Yeah, the yeah, words. no, it was one of those things that it was a sweet song, and and uh, yeah, that's our song. So I've learned how to play it on the guitar. Oh, you could do a performance for us. Yeah, I'm not going to do it right now. But okay, brush it up. Como then, then. Yeah, and the other thing is, while you were sleeping, I just, from 1995, um, you know, I part of me, having not seen it in years, is like, now that I rewatch it, because some of these have aged so poorly. It's a little weird. Generally, the homophobia and stuff has aged so poorly, but I'm mm-hmm. like, I bet it's going to be so strange. Like, like, there's something totally messed up about this, right? I rewatched it. It actually wasn't as bad as I thought it was yeah. going to be. Like, I thought it still held up pretty well, you know. It, it's, I mean, it's a little weird that she'd pretend to be, you know. But but it fits rom-com to a T. The scenes with Joe Jr. were hilarious because he's quintessential 90s, like, weirdo, like, sleazebag, <laughs> you know. But anyway, I just, I absolutely enjoyed it. And that would be a top five for me. And it's way down on this list. Mm-hmm. So, so that's where I'm like, I don't really care if somebody's going to, you know, is it 10 things I hate about you or you've got mail? Which way do you put it? Like, mm. But to put these two so far down on the list yeah. behind things like As Good As It Gets. Yeah. So As Good As It Gets was was um, a movie that I hadn't seen in years. And that one did not age well. Did not age well at all. Um, not only for just like abusive behavior that would not be tolerated mm-hmm. at this point in any establishment. It's 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 be simply because of like him him being a famous author, you know, mm-hmm. it just wouldn't be accepted um, to yell it at people and demand that they come back to work to fit your you know weird OCD mm-hmm. quirks. Um, very very homophobic. Um, all of that to me was. That was kind of the the crux of this whole movie was somebody trying to be, like, be put in their place, right? Um, so people are trying to make him better, and then he has to have this moment where, I guess, it starts with the dog. He doesn't want the dog, but the dog helps him be better. And it's not till the very end, I I think that there is even an inkling of some kind of romance. Um, hmm. And they want they both won Oscars. Yes, Helen Hunt and Jack Nicholson, right? Both won Oscars for their performances in that movie. They were both very good at their performance. Yeah. But it to me, it's not a rom-com at all, yeah. right? Um, it is It is definitely a, to me, it's Speaking more. of hasn't aged well, never been kissed. The teacher-student romance? Oh, yeah. That's weird. <laughs> yeah. I mean, she's not technically the age of a student, but, but, he d- but if they she don't doesn't know-, know that. Yeah. <laughs> she's playing... The role of a student, and he they fall in love. So, <laughs> by the way, that's and that's a Drew Barrymore. Yes. Right. So you look at Fifty First Dates yes. and things like that. So she came on a little bit later. Yeah. She's very good at being that like quirky, quirky love interest. Like she's not. She's beautiful, but she's not like your classic beauty, yeah. like Julia Roberts or Meg Ryan. She's that little quirkier, funny. Which is why, yes. Which is why I think people like her. She's a little more relatable. And that's why I said Sandra Bullock was kind of like, you know, she's your pal, mm-hmm. right? I mean, yeah. The she had in, in she had that same look from Miss Congeniality at first too, right? Yeah. Like until she has this makeover, it's right? Baggy sweatpants, uh, you know, she's yeah. cuddled up in in the apartment, you know, hair hair is just like yeah, yeah. So, 
Um, so yeah, the as good as it gets to me was not even close to being a rom com at all. And uh, what was interesting is Greg Kinnear is in that, right? Mm -hmm. So he plays the the gay next door neighbor in As Good as It Gets. And Greg Kinnear was also the love interest of Meg Ryan at first in You've Got Mail, right? He was yeah. the, the writer boyfriend. And so there's another example of the same kind of people. Yeah. And Greg Kinnear's great in everything, right? Mm -hmm. He was certainly great in both of those movies. So it's just, it's a little small universe, you know, mm -hmm. small universe of some really good yeah. actors and actresses. So, but to me, I'm like, that one was a huge stretch. It doesn't fit the definition. Uh, I, that is one that I would definitely argue with somebody over whether it was a rom-com or not. Okay, Jerry Maguire. Great Kay. movie. Okay. okay. Romance, no, undeniably romantic. Yes. Well, okay, what if we, we flip it, though, and we look at the, the player relationship with uh, Cuba Gooding Jr. Yep. and his wife. Mm -hmm. That, okay. That's a rom-com just right there. Okay. Those two's relationships. Mm, so do never... we believe that the, the comedy doesn't necessarily have to be happening between the main characters? As long as there's comedy happening in the movie that's, that's breaking it up with a laugh here and there, is like, that enough? There is rom-com. Like, I don't... Mm. Well, I, on this side of the table, like... Everything and anything can be classified. I mean, Sleepless in Seattle's mm -hmm. a, a Christmas movie. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, what 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 else? I mean, there's. I, I'm very free in this side, but it, there's going to be a lot of constrictions on this side of the table, so the critics can chalk that up. But and for the listener, you're pointing now to our side of the yeah. Table. So how it's it's worked is uh, the old side. It, oh. oh. You're the I did not say it. I didn't even think it. Didn't think it. Gonna, now I'm going to keep my mouth closed. Now you got to walk yourself out of a box that you didn't even put yourself in. Yeah. yeah, Jack in the box. Yeah, the clown. Boing, 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 boing. <laughs> no? No, didn't have Jack in the Box back in the day? Y yes. Those commercials, those Jack in the Box commercials in the 90s, Whoa! What's the Christmas? Was it Elf, where there's yeah. the Jack in the Box or something that uh, comes out? Elf. Elf is a, <laughs> a rom-com. Elf is a rom-com. Yes, they fall in love. He's the elf, and she's Zoe Deschanel, and she they sing the jingle bells. I'm laughing because I never laughing. thought of it that way, but maybe it is it actually. It is. It's better. It's more of a rom com than something. Oh, it's on more of a rom com than as good as it gets. Yeah. I promise you. Uh, Chasing Amy is the only one that I hadn't seen on this. A lot of A-list actors that were not quite A-list at that time, but um, Runaway Smith. Runaway Bride, definitely rom-com. Is, yeah, Runaway, so. Less, a little less comedy, I thought, than, you know, that's the thing is the comedic value, I think, it, it changes, like, the levels of that. I think the central component has to be the romance still. Mm-hmm. You know who we haven't talked about, who, who must be out after this time, is Jennifer Lopez. She had some good rom late the 2000s wedding, the wedding planner yeah so we're talking about 2006 2007 ish yeah. moving forward made in manhattan yes you know those kind of yes yeah those were some yeah. good ones that was when the it was starting to wane though mm -hmm. a little bit now i have seen a few good ones in the last couple of years mm -hmm. um but yeah and i noticed that on this list 13 reality bites Right, so Reality Bites is about a group of recent graduates trying to navigate life post-college and find their place in the world, right? It's a lot of, lot of iconic 90s. Uh, Ethan Hawke, Winona Ryder, Ben Stiller, Janine Garofalo, like a lot of really big names on that. So I don't know. I, to me, like the overall, I'm, I'm looking at this going, my, my problem is some of these I just don't feel are rom-coms. Like and and yeah. we can argue some nuance on some of them, and I'm okay with that. But like, as good as it gets, there's no way that yeah. just because they end up at the very end together, like, and it's so abrupt. It's not like, you know, I have that moment where I see, you know, this good, and then, you know, I start to it comes around. It grows on me, right? It's an acquired taste. It's yeah. like, 
Well, we got to wrap this up with a bow, so let's just uh, let's just have them get together. Let's just uh, just yeah, just, which just, is just do it. That's yeah, just, just 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 make it happen. That's right? the same with Clueless too. When she, I mean, it's the last ten minutes. She's like, I love Josh. You know, like she doesn't even. Yeah, she has this epiphany, but it, the way they wrote it that way. I, I felt like subconscious. It, well, but it was Maybe. like, yeah, let's just make it happen. I feel like it's yeah. it cheapens it. Like they went to some focus group of people made up of one of my sisters who loves that kind of thing. I could see her in a focus mm. group. I just wanted to get together so yeah. much. Well, you know, the focus group really wants them to get together. So can you write this in? Oh, okay. Right? Yeah. Sellouts. <laughs> <laughs> I okay. So my top Three. Yeah, one, two, three. That's what that's what I was. I don't know about. if I can wait, put them in an order. Notting Hill for me is number one. Wow. Uh, I would say you've got mail. You've got mail is number two. Okay, we're yeah. we're matched right now. And yeah. Then yeah. I would say um, either while you were sleeping or sleepless in Seattle. Sleepless in Seattle is probably a better written, uh, but it's mm-hmm. not as funny mm-hmm. either. Uh. Yeah, I would probably do Sleepless in Seattle and then... That's so funny. So as a baseball fan, you're not doing Jerry Maguire? Not enough comedy for no, you? No, I, no. Not as a rom-com. No. Okay. I, no. I, do, I do think it is. I do think... Like, I'm open to the idea of discussing yeah. it as a rom-com, but I wouldn't rank it in, in the yeah. ranks of no. rom-com. I'd yeah. rank it... And I wouldn't rank it as a sports movie either. I really yeah. would rank it more as just... it was Just a, a romance? Oh, I think it's a sports movie. And I... Oh, oh, that's, yeah. We'll do sports. Just calm down. <laughs> He's having a sports gasm over here now. <laughs> so, I I think yeah. My mine are probably Notting Hill. You've got male Pretty Woman. Okay. Pretty Woman's not that funny, but I just think that 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 it's charming. On the same level, it's you got male uh, Notting Hill. Hill, and then she married an axe murderer. Yeah. Or he married, or so I, so I married an expert. Yeah, so Which, by the way, that, I remember watching. That was totally missing from this. Yeah. I remember watching that in high school. Like the teacher didn't want to teach that day, and she put that movie on, which seems really weird. <laughs> yeah, we watched. Uh, Wonder. The teacher of the history. Well, so it wasn't even my history teacher, by the way. It was. I had a psychology teacher my oh. senior year, and it was his last year of teaching. Oh, so okay. he was checked out. Not only that, to <laughs> exacerbate the problem. We just got a grant for new computers with with Windows 98 on them. And so he got two of them in his classroom. So he literally was so fixated on his new computers that he had. So he sat in his classroom on the computer. He was just surfing the Internet. Right. I, I'm and sure he was. On for you guys. <laughs> and then he had his. By the way, he had a he had his computer facing the opposite way, like oh, we couldn't yeah, see what was on course. the screen even. So thank goodness. So, <laughs> so he would have this computer on. He'd be sitting in the corner, and he would put a movie on for us almost every day. Awesome. Like, that's where I watched this movie about Pistol Pete, and then uh, we watched The Untouchables. Like, it had nothing to do with psychology, right? Well, at the end, <laughs> he you was had to so write, checked out. You had to make up why it had to do with psychology. But having seen uh, 10 Things I Hate About You and other school scenes from the yeah. 90s, you can un- understand that after yeah. a 30 year career <laughs> yeah. dealing with those people, you know. <laughs> we had Mr. Bielik, who would always, he would take his mini fridge and he would put it on the top of the shelf and he would get a ladder and his mini fridge was locked. He would lock it. And it was all that was in the mini fridge were clementine oranges and beef jerky. Ooh. And that whole room just wafted oh. of meat sweats and beef jerky. <laughs> Did he not realize that by putting it way up there with a lock, it probably drew more attention? And you know what I mean? Like, it was, uh, I, he's just a, an old Polish dude. Stole uh, Koya. He just, he, he did him, man. And, Oh, Mr. Bielik in math class, but oh yeah, I, I I know exactly what you're talking about. Just the dark room, like meat smell. <laughs> that I totally understand that checked out feeling. He, he was he was definitely checked out. Anyway, so I'm trying to remember because I I do remember watching something in that class though mm-hmm. that was would have definitely been deemed a rom com, and it wasn't like uh, Jerry Maguire. You know, very adult. Uh, was it stuff. an eighties? I think it was the wedding singer. Mm, is what we watched. The wedding singer, uh. which we didn't really talk about, and yeah. I never, I never, I never thought of the wedding singer as a rom com. But 
but yes, it is. Yeah. Right. I think Adam Sandler's whole catalog. I I didn't realize he did so many of these. Did so many until you look at. You thought Richard Gere was the the guy, but now it turns out it was Adam Sandler all along. Yeah, Adam <laughs> Sandler. I mean, and just just a lot of good, funny. I mean, you're rooting for him because he's like the underdog and he just always charms the girl. He gets them in the end. The Rizzler. I know he's about to pull something up, but I, Chantel, what do you think about four weddings and a funeral not being on this list? It, I, mm, I feel like it should be on the list. I don't know where I put it because I don't, I don't know if it's as, Good of a cinematic, like, masterpiece. Yeah. But it's definitely fun to watch, and I feel like it is a rom-com. Oh, no, it's 110% a rom-com. Like, when you go and you look up just rom-com lists, I always see Four Weddings and a Funeral. And we're going 90s rom-com. Yeah. And it's not even in the top 20. Yeah. So... Who's in that one? Uh... It has Hugh Grant, yeah, Addie Hugh McDowell. Grant. Oh well, first of all, Hugh Grant yeah. was a Hugh Grant. big, big name then. Yeah, yeah. Hugh Rowan Grant, Atkinson. Are like oh the yeah. Men of the nineties. It's got ninety six Rotten Tomatoes. Well, oh, that's a quite the. Yeah, that's really good. That's that's quite the uh, the omission. Uh, and it was nineteen ninety four. I'm just yeah, yeah. It belongs on the list. It's not in my top three. But I like the film was made in six weeks and cost under three million pounds to make. Wow. They just don't do it like that anymore. No. And That's I think impressive. we talked about it a little bit, but like it's either in, in Hollywood where you spend three hundred million dollars on these movies or you just spend like a million yeah. on these like little like indie fix. There's no yeah. like 30 to 40 million dollar yeah. range budget for movies anymore. I don't know what the wedding singer was, but uh, we were talking about the wedding singer, and I, y- you said I had something. Yeah, I was just looking up uh, John Lovitz oh. when he sang Ladies' oh. Night. <laughs> you love John Lovitz. Uh, well, I do love John Lovitz, I think he's hilarious. But well, well, let me tell you something. <laughs> he was my favorite. Well, he was my favorite part in the uh, what was the uh, baseball one? Bless you. Uh, what was the baseball one with like John Heater and um, where they're like the outcast uh, baseball players and uh, he he was the rich rich one that had the bench warmers bench warmers where he has the kit yeah. car and everything he's like I'm just a I'm just a nerd who grew up to make billions <laughs> <laughs> anyway right, John Lovitz when he sings Ladies Night and then he has that very odd scene at the end he was like. He's like, uh, they've all gone mad or something. He goes, and I'm reaping all the benefits. And he just like <laughs> disappears back into the curtains. It's the last you see of him, though. It's so strange. It's a, it's a, it's uh, as a as an admirer of the Dave Matthews band. It, it seems like John Lovitz and Dave Matthews should do like a collab because they kind of are the same kind of eclectic Odd. woods. No, yeah. odd is not right. It's yes, eclectic. <laughs> I would take both of those definitions. Yeah, just go look up any Dave Matthews German interview, and uh, you I feel like this is a leading leading us to actually do that. It is very strange, by the way. That I know the video you're talking about. So very I think, odd. I think Hello Giggles. Okay, putting back Madden to Earth Hill at yeah. 19 and leaving Four Weddings and a Funeral off completely is not a fan of the British humor. The Hugh Grant subtle humor. But throwing as good as it gets up there. Yeah. Anyway, overall, to me, bad take. Bad take. Wow. Not, not that a couple of these even aren't if ranked. You just look at the top five. I mean, Clueless. Clueless? She didn't even have more than a sentence to write in the why she defends to put it even. She just says, clueless, need I say more? Like, As if yeah. there's yeah, ever do. a wrong you time to revisit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So there it is. We, we've now not only discussed... We've uh, amended the list. We've corrected it to be Notting Hill, You've Got Mail, and then we've got Mine, Pretty Woman, You're So I Married an Axe Murderer, and, and 
all of that is to say that <laughs> I'm, I'm okay with it being flip-flopped at the top. Oh, right? yeah. But all yeah. of those, but, you yeah. know, are, I feel like, good quality. And it quality. really, and not, we've got Notting Hill, so we've got our Julia Roberts, and we've got our Meg Ryan, and you've got Mail. so I feel like and I said sleepless in Seattle, yep. or not sleepless in Seattle. Well, I did, but then sleeping. while you're sleeping is up there. Your, so yeah. I've got a three A and three B, yep. I guess. We yep. got Sandra Bullock in that list. Sandra, yep. So we're covering all our bases. They they really are unmatched. Those actresses and actors, and you know nobody can do it better than them. Make you fall in love with them during mm-hmm. the that two hours. So Richard, I mean Richard Gere is a dreamboat. So. It is the silver. Ooh. Silver fox. Yeah. <laughs> silver yeah. F O X. Absolutely. So there is a Mr. Fox. That's the thing. That's yeah. what Tom Hanks's character is in in You've Got Mail. Is yeah. a fox. A fox. Yeah. Crafty. And now he is a silver See, fox. And so like Tom Hanks isn't wildly attractive to me, but you fall in love with the character. That's how my wife feels about Vince Vaughn. Every time she brings up Vince Vaughn, and I'm like, wait a second, why did you bring him up again? And she's like, I find him a very attractive man. Well, they it's just like, what? It's, it's not necessarily your typical physical attraction. Right. It's not. Tom Cruise or Brad Pitt. It's not what you would think is this heartthrob, but you fall in love with the personality. These actresses and actors did it so well. They played these parts so well that you fell in love with them and you were rooting for them because they looked more right. like you. Yeah, Tom Hanks was yeah. he's one of the greatest actors ever. Yeah, and he was just the guy next door. Yeah. So it, it made sense. You felt like you could have a romance like this because they were just normal people and you're just a normal person. Yeah. And that that's what was great about the 90s. And they were able to play that role, but it, it wasn't like it was vastly different in, like they, Sandra Bullock, right? I mentioned, yeah. I mean, she was that way in The Net, right? Which was not mm-hmm. a rom-com. It was kind of this action adventure drama, whatever. But she's like a, a hacker, you know? Yeah. Like she's not playing yeah. something that she you know, is wildly different for her. So <laughs> anyway. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Ta-da. So now we have done something that I never thought I would ever do, which was rank rom-coms. 90s 90s. rom-coms. 90s rom-coms. If you rank rank all of them overall, I don't know if any of these would be in my top five. I mean, Notting Hill probably still would be. And you've got mail. Yeah, they would. My top five are still my top five. But there are so many good ones in the 2000s and in the 80s. We can probably... Love Actually. Oh... Well, Christmas too. If yes, you went, if is. you went, if you went back to the '80s, then of course you have to when Harry met Sally. Mm-hmm. You know things like mm-hmm. that. Okay, yeah. Which yeah. is Nora Ephron as well. Yeah. And Rob Reiner, but so so now we know that in the future we're going to have to actually get a bigger list and yeah. and do Can't another Buy Me version. Love. Has anybody seen Can't Buy Me Love? '80s movie. Can't Buy Me Love. Yeah. Yes. So good. Love it. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, it's good. So yeah, '80s and 2000s, maybe. Maybe 90s was too narrow of a scope for us. But it was... But it was what Hello Giggles gave us. Yeah. <laughs> well, Hello Giggles actually has multiple they other... They have a lot. If you look rom-com at just rom-com lists, list, yeah. ranking rom-coms, and then Hello Giggles, you'll come up with quite a few. Yeah. So, But this one... No good. No good. Notting Hill at 19, we will not stand for it. Hey, when we come back, like in a week or so, we're going to do something regarding uh, Thanksgiving traditions. Johnny and I will be working on that. And then we're going to hit Christmas movies. We're going to hit Christmas movies. We're gonna, we are going to do a Hallmark thing. That probably won't be Johnny, by the way. That'll probably be <laughs> my brother. I'm just going to give you a, sh- a shout out to him. He runs a site called Hallmas.com. So All the Hallmark Christmas movies? He does a review site, actually. My Oh, we could do one on my brother's stuff. We could say, bad take, loser. Wow, that's uh, cool. He, I don't know how this happened, but he really got into Hallmark movies. And I, I've made fun of him unmercifully for, for years about this. But he does reviews. And so he owns Hallmas.com. And... He does reviews. You gotta on link these. it in the notes. You gotta get. You gotta get him some traffic. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Oh, well, and then he said he hasn't had time to do as many as he wants. So he asked. He's like, it would be great if there was another writer. Wink, wink. And he's telling me. <laughs> so I'm like, but the problem is, if I write a review on one of these Hallmark movies, it is going to be unforgettable. <laughs> <laughs> I will. I will shut his site down. So, anyway, do you see it? 
He's pulling it up. BG's pulling it, it up. How do you spell it? Is it H O L M U S? H A L L, like Hallmark. Okay. Hall- and then he's combining Hallmark and Christmas. Hallmas.com. Hallmas. When you and Johnny get together to talk about Thanksgiving, will you just fr- just rank your Thanksgiving side dishes? I just I just gotta know. Inquiring minds. Yeah. Must and by the know. way, turkey is not my number one thing no. on Thanksgiving. <laughs> it has been way better the last few years since I've done it on the Traeger. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Smoking yeah, I, I spatchcock. Uh, yes. yes, I spatchcock it and 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 I brine it for about twenty four mm. hours, maybe even a little bit more. Yeah. Uh, I do a good brine, spatchcock, Traeger it, and it is absolutely delicious. I liked it fried, but nobody like my wife didn't mm. like it fried. And that's a so. hazard. That's scary. You can get it is, and peanut oil is so yeah. expensive nowadays. It's yeah. ridiculous. And you need like a lot. Yeah, you need a ton. So for me, oh, it's boy. all about the trigger. You see it? Now he pulled it up. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you boy. need another lifetime to get through all those. Let's spin that laptop around real quick. It's like they use the same filters in Photoshop for oh, every yeah. single Anyway, one. yeah, you can click onto each one and have a review like She has to go back to her hometown. Yes. She's a she's a woman in the mm-hmm. city. He's like from the country. He's a country farmer. They have an initial meetup. It's a conflict. Or. I wonder what that looks like. I don't know. Or a flight is delayed. Yes. Which, by the way, that is a, that's part of a rom-com mm. trope as well, right? But Hallmark does do a there's, good There's some kind romance. of problem in the bed and breakfast that they're staying mm-hmm. in. Only had the one room. Yeah. Usually if. You know, sometimes he's been married before and has a little kid running around, and she, her heart is captured, and Mm -hmm. it's just great. If you want to know what you're getting yourself into, you watch a Hallmark. Yep, Hallmas.com. So that's amazing. I think we will be doing a ranking of Hallmark movies. Wow. (laughs) Well, what's funny is I didn't even know Sarah had seen so many of these. It's basically her folding clothes thing, and so Mm. so we were going through all of the. Kind of these kind of movies. It wasn't necessarily like just Hallmark, but all of these that were on Netflix and whatever. Mm-hmm. She's like, seen it, seen it, seen it. And I'm like, what? I'm like, wait, when did you see all these things? Netflix seen? does a bunch where it's like the royalty. They've got like, you oh, secretly falls in love with the prince and she didn't right. know he was a prince or whatever. Those ones. Uh-huh. <laughs> those are great. Uh-huh. <laughs> so fun. So, all of a sudden you're married to a Prince. And and right now, listeners were like, you know, I was just about to subscribe to this <laughs> podcast, but I'm not sure I'm going to anymore. <laughs> well, I appreciate you guys joining me, first of all. Thank you, Chantel, for coming Thank back. You. And producer engineer uh, Br- uh, Emmett Brisgornia, who I just thought would have a very minor role today, but mm-hmm. you were so into rom-coms that yeah. you ended up taking a major role. So we appreciate you joining us and to you, the listener, as well. And make sure you, yes, subscribe so you know when our are a good take, bad takes, whether they are indeed uh, our take is a good take or bad take on the, the good take, bad take is, is any good. Oh, this is getting really metafictional. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. Just watch Notting Hill. Just watch Notting Hill. Watch Notting go. Hill. All right. Have a good week, everybody. We'll come back at you next week with Thanksgiving traditions and or side dishes. Yeah. Or both. Yeah. All right.